Welcome to Telling the Tale. I'm your host, Mitchell Farley-Wolf, host of Telling the Tale, with my always co-host, Dustin Jackson. Hey, Dustin, how's it going? Mitch, I am over the moon to talk about this episode with you today. I love that you like this. I love that you like this part of the show, <laughs> where, <laughs> where you, you think of a fun pun. I love them. I just got this little silly thing to say. Well, Dustin, speaking of moons, that's my part. Uh, I just played Puzzle Agent 2. That's, what a coincidence, so have I. Yeah, it was mandated. (laughs) I didn't have a choice in the matter. Uh, Puzzle Agent 2 came out June 29th, 2011, almost one year, just one day less than one year uh, after the original Nelson Tethers Puzzle Agent. Uh, This time... The design director was Jonathan Scro, who is normally an art guy, which I think fits pretty well for the Puzzle Agent series, having the the art person um, be be the uh, director of the game itself. So let's start out at the very beginning. Dustin, do you like Puzzle Agent 2? I, I like it. I have some mixed thoughts on it, but overall I had a good time with it. I mean, for me... I just kind of consider it a part two to Puzzle Agent 1, which I guess makes sense given the name. It just kind of feels like, especially since I didn't play these when they first came out, it just felt like I played the first half of a game and the second half of a game. I kind of feel like I liked it a little less than the first one, but I still enjoy it mainly just because I like this world and these characters. Yeah, I like it. Maybe a lot less than the first one. Wow, okay. Yeah, don't want to be a Debbie Downer about it, but like, after we played the first one, I was reminded of how much I liked that game. And uh, I, I told some of our, our mutual friends on uh, on the Discord server we're on that they should go play Puzzle Agent because it, it would fit their um, aesthetic values of what they like in games and stuff mm-hmm. pretty well. And... I, I felt good about that. I felt like, hell yeah, they're going to play some Puzzle Agent. They're going to like Puzzle Agent. They're, they're going to yeah. like it as much, if not more, than some Professor Layton games. Yeah, I noticed you didn't tell them to play Puzzle Agent 2. Did not tell them to play it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they want to play it after Puzzle Agent 1, they, of course, know it's there. And, you know, it's it's good to know what happens in that story. But, uh the excitement that I felt after playing Puzzle Agent 1 of like, okay, I can't wait to see where this goes. It really didn't pan out. Um, <laughs> I I can see where you're coming from with that. I kind of agree. I feel like, uh, not to jump ahead to the ending, but I feel like it's a little uh, anticlimactic. Yes. But it's, for... It's anticlimactic for... In, in, a, in a very strange way. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I still enjoyed I still enjoy the town of Scoggins. I enjoy the uh, characters who uh, inhabit it. So I, I still overall had a, a, a fairly good time, even if it's not as strong as the first part. The, the build up to the mystery is better than the payoff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, there, there are there's a lot of very strange things uh, in this game but i i think that if we're going to talk about it we should talk about just the story and maybe we should work backwards from the reveal <laughs> like the big reveal at the end of this 
episode or this game uh because that sort of colors the game in hindsight don't you okay think? Um, uh let's let's do that mitch it turns out that at some point in time nasa had a secret mission uh, a manned mission to mars or sorry the moon called <laughs> hermes 2 and what it was going to be was this ray that they can that like the USA can use as a weapon against its enemies and that ray will shoot at the earth at, at like a foreign country like Russia or the Middle East probably and make everyone there just lose their mind it, it's it's like an insanity ray um the mission didn't go well and some of the astronauts in the mission uh lost their minds and then the the shuttle crashed in Scoggins. And ever since that happened, insanity has been leaking out of that machine and corrupting the people of Scoggins. And it turns out that all of those gnomes that you definitely saw are a byproduct of this machine. They're, they're insanity, not actual gnomes. Um, that that kind of takes the uh, wind out of your sails a little. It bit. does because they they tried so hard in in episode one to get you to believe they were real. Yeah, they wanted you to feel like weird things were actually happening in this town. It, it's a it's a trope in narrative or in uh, uh, mystery narratives that I don't really like, where you start having the correct idea and then the story's like oh you have the correct idea well what if we throw this at you and you're like okay well i guess it's not that first thing i thought and then they come around and say no it was the first thing idiot gotcha <laughs> stupid you're you like stupid well, okay fool. <laughs> <laughs> i guess you got me you made a point of trying to get me to not think the uh gnomes were fake even though at the very beginning i thought they were fake but then you like it's not it's not worth what you did. <laughs> Weird little gnomes are a lot more interesting than NASA. At least a, in terms yeah. of this. I'm I'm a big NASA fan. I like uh I like space, the history of space. I'm a spaceman. Yeah, space um, is great, but I don't really I, I I don't know if I like it in terms of uh, taking over a story that's more based on just weirdness. Like, if you take a show like Gravity Falls, which is a show that revels in weirdness happening in this town, it would suck if it was just like, oh, no, none of that was real. It was just kind of this space thing. Yeah, and halfway through this story, uh, Nelson Tethers finds the the uh, like feral astronauts from the Hermes 2 project in the middle of the forest and tries to tell the director of the FBI that in, in these exact words, the astronauts in the forest are murdering people. And then he yells it in the middle of a diner and everyone in the <laughs> diner is just like, ah, oh, fucking Nelson's off his rocker. And <laughs> it turns out he is. It, it's not, it's not just that like the, the NASA story is, is taking away from the weirdness because the NASA story, if it was that, would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. If it is the astronauts in the forest are murdering people, that's like a way cooler story. Um, 
and uh, it it's it's just a communal town gas leak story which is becoming weirdly common in professor layton like games i don't know why that's like the thing that is resorted to but it's in uh it's in i guess i won't say which one in order to not spoil it but if you know <laughs> you know one of the professor layton games it, it it's it's all just a gas leak and like that's the the answer is like oh how does this happen it's a it's, gas leak it's it's not it doesn't make for a fun story i feel like no it makes for a like oh well i guess <laughs> don't I you known. feel ridiculous story yeah i because you're, you're supposed to be able to try to figure it out on your own if it's a mystery story that's player or reader focused um like it, it's turned toward the player of hey figure this out and then like you can't possibly figure it out because the the gas leak works in a way that real gas leaks don't work and the insanity ray in scoggins is just some make-believe bullshit so like it doesn't make sense yeah yeah um but anyway that's that and it uh, <laughs> that's that's basically it uh you end up being able to uh find the insanity ray and throw it into a lake and, and finally break it uh freeing the town of scoggins from their mechanical insanity curse and yeah that's the game yeah it's uh it's it's not the best way to end things um dustin what do you think of the puzzles though i mean i feel like the puzzles were about on par with the first one some i liked some i didn't some i had a hard time with some were pretty easy uh this one ends with another one similar to uh the last puzzle of the first game where you have to move the three uh the three charges into the right circuits is that the last one yeah i yeah, i yeah. think it's the last one in both uh i don't know why it's it's a pretty simple uh puzzle to figure out but for both of these once i figured them out i was like yes i felt very good about it even though i probably shouldn't have felt that good about it it, it just takes a little uh thinking but i was like yeah i did that <laughs> yeah i i there, there's some good ones um it actually has way fewer puzzles than the first game. The first game had 37. And this one only has 31, uh, plus two more optional ones after the credits roll. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's interesting. Especially considering that I read online, I don't know how true this is, because I saw it from a forum member who seemed sure of themselves, but was not Telltale on the Telltale forum. Yeah. That... Puzzle Agent was at one point supposed to be a five-episode series, just like Ooh. everything else they were putting out. Um, but they had to condense pretty much everything after the first episode that was important to the Scoggins plotline into one game because they knew they wouldn't get another. Ah, uh, that's too bad. Um, yeah, so th there, there's some rush that you feel here for sure. Uh, I will I, again, say... I don't know if that's definitely true. I will I will say even if this game's a little deflating I would still want to see more puzzle, puzzle agent after this. They kind of set up that they could have done another one where they go uh, to Bermuda. 
Yeah. Uh, afterwards. I would have been all for that, even if this one didn't really hit as hard, because I still love these characters and would want to experience more. And so I'm, I'm a little sad we didn't get more episodes of Puzzle Agent like that. But, uh, you know, them's the breaks. Yeah, uh, Ed Davis, who was an astronaut on the Hermes 2 project, uh, who is the person that now goes by Isaac Davner in the town of Sco- uh, Scoggins, and his wife, whose name escapes me, what's his Glory. name? Glory. Glory. Uh, they go to Bermuda and send Nelson Tethers a postcard as a thanks for saving the both of them. Uh, but then in the like the back of the postcard, you see a weird figure in the forest, and it looks like there's there's weirdness afoot. So they could have done another puzzle agent in Bermuda about a completely different, um, uh, like a completely different mystery, and that would have been great because you can't have a gas leak in Bermuda. There's too much wind. <laughs> That's true. Checkmate. Yeah, ch- checkmate gas leak. Um, better luck next time yeah oh Uh, this does have bigfoot though it does it does actually technically it's it's the son of bigfoot (laughs) yeah um have you heard the phrase kitimat before the word i have not i haven't either um cool a a, a kitimat (laughs) is apparently um a cross between a Bigfoot and a human. Uh, and That's there's... so weird to me because I just I just kind of picture Bigfoot as being like, not human, but having somewhat human characteristics anyway. Yeah, and this one has even more. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a fun design for a Bigfoot. It's very simple. Yeah, it, 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 the, the way that it's drawn is uh pretty much like if you said this was a bigfoot straight up i would believe you but this being half bigfoot half human makes me think it would look more human than it does um yeah but it's it's still a good character design yeah <laughs> um there's a character in the game that is new to this ga- uh this episode named melkorka teeterdubber <laughs> What a what a good name! <laughs> Apologies to our listeners. I'm recovering from a cold. I'm a little coffee still. Oh no problem. Uh, I'm, I'm it, sure that a... all one of our listener uh, is very understanding of you. I appreciate the forgiveness, but it's a it's a great name. Melkorka Teeterdotter. Uh, by the way, I I felt very proud of myself because I saw that name and I go Icelandic. I know that. Because <laughs> I had an Icelandic professor whose last name was Korstendotter, with daughter spelled like the same way with D-O-T-T-I-R. Um, so I just, I don't know. I recognized an Icelandic word. I wow, feel like that's pretty interesting. <laughs> it sounds like you're the real puzzle agent. I am. I am the real <laughs> puzzle agent. You figured that one out. Uh, she's like this sexy sexy person i don't even know what to, <laughs> <laughs> what's what's the trope that she is she she's like weirdly she looks like she should be french she's like dressing in a french way but this is uh like the northern united states so it's more of a like scandinavian person yeah i i, I don't really know what the trope name is but i get what you're uh going for yeah, she she's a she's a researcher of puzzles, just like Nelson Tethers, but not 
part of the FBI or anything like Nelson Tethers. And she's uh, looking for what's going on in Scoggins. And at, at first, Tethers is just like head over heels falling in love with this person. Uh, because she has all these puzzles and board games designed for exactly two people. <laughs> um, and, and like all the stuff that he, he loves. And then at a certain point, she drops her guard and lets him in on something that she's all into, which is researching a kitimat, uh, which is, as we talked about, the cross between a Bigfoot and a human that's supposed to uh it's supposed to live around scoggins in the woods and the way she explains it is great it it has like this uh like conspiracy theory uh like monologue she goes on that starts with now everyone knows kennedy faked the space race which is (laughs) a really good way to get me interested (laughs) in a conspiracy theory that's like exactly what I want to hear. And I was so disappointed with Nelson Tethers. He like couldn't handle it. Yeah, he he <laughs> just said, "Oh, you're crazy. I'm out of here." Yeah, he was like, "I don't want to talk to you anyway because I found one thing I kind of don't like around, about you and I gave up instantly." And yeah. like she she spilled her entire like personality and she's like i i feel safe around you so i'm going to let you know this thing about me and nelson tethers is like oh okay well now that i know that thank you for (laughs) feeling safe with me now i can say you're gross and leave so long (laughs) (laughs) Uh, to be fair they had only just met they had only just met but like clearly there was some there was some sparks they they were like interested in each other and both of them at some point verbalized that even and she's like, okay, well, I feel safe saying this. And then he's like, well, I guess I'm, I guess I hate you. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I feel like that is coming out a little strong. It's that early. All... Save, save the, save, save stuff like that for maybe the second date. Do you know, but do you remember what Nelson Tethers said to her right before she said that? What did he say? The astronauts in the forest are murdering people. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and she's like, okay, well, thank you for, I don't believe you, but thank you for like letting me into that part of you. In fact, let me reciprocate. Here's something that I believe. And he's like, oh, you're fucking dumb. And <laughs> then he just stupid, leaves. stupid idiot. Yeah. Like it's the worst. <laughs> I, I Maybe, really liked Nelson Tethers in the first episode, and just in that moment in the second episode, <laughs> I was like, very no longer on his side at all. I will. I don't know. I want to give him the benefit. Maybe in a third <laughs> game he would have come around. <laughs> yeah, maybe in a third game. Uh, he he needed guy. a little. He he maybe he just needed a little time for it to uh, sink in. It, it's especially. Uh, it's especially frustrating uh, for Melkorka, I imagine, considering that Nelson Tethers, his weird thing that he said actually was wrong. And her <laughs> thing about the Kitimat is right. Yeah. May- it turns maybe... out there is a Kitimat in Scoggins. Yeah. Maybe maybe Nelson is uh, eating crow afterwards. Maybe he's like, oh man, she was right. I was wrong. I am such a fool. Yeah, she's better at puzzles than him. <laughs> um, 
let's see. So, okay, here's an. I'm just looking through my notes just for like individual little things to pull from. Um, Isaac Davner, his real name is Ed Davis. He was an astronaut. Isaac Davner <laughs> is very close to being an anagram for Ed Davis, but isn't. Come on. <laughs> come on telltale why would you do that you could just make it an anagram yeah but but this way they can say well it's kind of an it kind of is but it's not really it's not (laughs) it doesn't have the right letters but it almost does (laughs) did you notice that kind of i mean there's no there's no i yeah uh no there is oh wait there is yeah never mind i was getting the names mixed up no isaac starts with an i uh but it yeah yeah. there's so many little things in this that a bunch of little things that rub that grind your gears about it yeah i guess what they're trying to do there is just like hey davis davner similar is like dav at the beginning but like you could have gone the extra mile and 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 really (laughs) pulled this all together (laughs) with a fun anagram yeah, I mean, I mean, I I can't I can't personally say I'm right there with you, but I get where you're coming from. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying I would have made that an anagram as hell. In fact, I would have made it so one of those two names have their middle name revealed at some point later in the story, and with the middle name, it's an anagram. That's what. Oh, I would that would have been neat. Yeah, I'm, yeah, Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch, why weren't you in charge of Telltale? Uh, I was. You young. could have made all the anagrams. I could have made all the anagrams. I was 16 when this game came out, and uh, <laughs> even then, I'm pretty sure I would have made all the anagrams like enough. I would have made them <laughs> anagrammy. You would have posted on their forum. I am so disappointed in you. <laughs> um, any specific puzzles stand out as uh, hard or interesting or, or good? For I gotta be honest, Mitch. I was sick when I played this, and mm. none of the puzzles are ringing a bell to me. I did them all. I went through them all. I could not tell you a single one other than that last one. <laughs> um, uh, there were some of the moon ones. Uh, those were fine. I don't think any really stood out. <laughs> So oh, uh, a, lo- a lot of a, a big recurring puzzle element in this game is um, maybe a quarter, may- maybe not so many as a quarter, maybe a fifth of the puzzles in this game involve sliding things around like sliding puzzles. And I noted that the sliding mechanic is really bad. Like Yeah, I, I noticed that too. I was kind of having some trouble with it. There's a lot of friction with like the collision detection in, in the the sliding puzzles that makes it just annoying to move stuff around the screen. Yeah. Um, and if you do it so often, because there's so many of the puzzles in the game in this game are that, you'd think that they'd fix that, but they did not. Um, it's uh, especially a little tricky when you're using a touchpad and not an actual ma- mouse. Uh, oh, there's another one. Ooh, doorbell! My doorbell! Wow, a visitor for us? No, just just me probably. I'll oh. let someone else in the house deal with that. Uh, cool. But I was I was gonna say early in the game, there's a puzzle called the Four Dragons, uh, where it gives you four numbers in a sequence. It's eleven, 
12, 1, and 2. And it asks you to pick the next number. And I, I wrote down in my notes that I got completely schmucked on this one. <laughs> uh, it's not an optional schmucked. puzzle. You needed to do it. I just got completely schmucked. Do you remember the answer? Three. Yeah, it's three because it's just clocks. It's just it, hours. Yeah, and it's just the the numbers looping back. I was doing I was doing uh, like all kinds of <laughs> derivatives <laughs> and things. Uh, I I busted out the math textbooks on this one. Didn't work out. I just should remember clocks. Uh, <laughs> I felt dumb. Remember the clocks. Remember the clocks. I felt quite dumb. Um, yeah, and there's there's another one in this game that's just like a, a series of numbers, and then you you have to realize that it's actually the digits of pi broken up, so you just need to find the next few digits of pi. But I was again, I was trying to do like all kinds of math on these numbers to figure them out, and uh, I just should have seen it. I just I, I I'm really <laughs> slow with the things that look like hey do some actual math because my instinct on those is yeah okay let's do some math and i should i should be more reticent to do math i think (laughs) (laughs) um did did you get those first try i think it took me a while i i I don't think i got them on the first try but uh you know i I eventually got them i'm i'm looking at uh, a thing I'm looking at a list of all the puzzles, seeing if any stood out to me. I'm, it's, it, they're ringing some bells now. Okay, uh, got you. There was the one where you had to uh, find the room for uh, Nelson at the inn by figuring out who had what rooms already. Uh, again, one that just takes a, a little thinking to figure out, but uh, when yeah, I did it, fun. I was like, yeah. Those are fun, and it, it's like, the, for our listeners, it's those ones where they say, Mrs. Abernathy wants to be on a floor with more women than men, but these two men want to be on the same floor together, and then this other guy wants to be by the window. How do you organize all of them so that they're all happy? Uh, that kind of thing. Yeah, which, I, li- which I like cool. those puzzles since they're not really that hard, but, you know, still takes a little thought, little effort. I kind of wanted to see an evolution of that puzzle type in this game, and it didn't happen. Uh, like, every time they gave us one, it felt like, oh, that was a great intro to this mechanic. Now, now, like, the next time I see it, it'll be, like, eight constraints instead of three. And it'll be a four-story building, and, and they're just, I don't know. But it, it link them all together. Yeah, it didn't really uh, evolve very much past... I, I wonder ideas. if it would have if this was all just one game. Like, if Puzzle Agent was just one and two together, I wonder if they would have evolved on puzzles more. Because this is technically a separate game, so I wonder if they, you know, had to keep some puzzles easy. Yeah. Well, I mean, who plays Puzzle Agent 2 first? <laughs> you know? No, I get you. I get you. But it, it's, it's kind of like... Uh, Oh, what's a good example? I guess Banjo-Tooie. Like, I wouldn't say the first level of Banjo-Tooie is harder than the last level of Banjo-Kazooie. Or maybe no, I No, but I, I think it's probably quite a bit harder than, like, the middle levels of Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, another one I kind of liked was uh, when you had to find Edvard in the woods. 
and you had to place different uh, map screens together to lead to the ending. To, to There's find two it. people named Ed. Yeah. I just realized that. <laughs> Edward and Ed Davner. It's Ed V. It's Ed, like, Ed, yeah. <laughs> tells it, what did you, why? <laughs> why did you do that? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Um, no, that's it. I just like that one. I felt good when I figured it out because it took a long ass time to do. I, I didn't want to be like, don't, don't use any hints. I can do this. I can figure this out. I know what I have to do. I just have to get the, uh, it's the one when you have to place the, uh, different areas of the maze together and get mm. a path that leads to the exit. Uh, which is, I guess, a little tricky since, uh, you just have to figure out which ones go perfectly together because the path can go from either side. It can go any which way. Uh, I like that one. Yeah, yeah, that that one was was pretty cool. Um, a lot like... of the rico- uh, ricochet puzzles in the game that there there was some in the first game too, um, where you need to set up just bouncers so. Um, an object traveling along a grid goes to the right places at the right time. Those are fun. Uh, yeah, those feel very satisfying to figure out. Like the one where you have to throw the rock to distract the uh, FBI agent. Yeah, and I like that concept in general as well. You have to throw a rock at them and that'll like fix it for you. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's your solution. Yeah. Um what else is there in this video game to talk about? <laughs> uh, let me see. Let me look in my notes. Uh, ooh, I had a glitch. You have this glitch where um, often in the game, especially near the end, this didn't happen in Puzzle Agent 1, only 2, um, some of the character sprites, um, it the, the transparent <sighs> background on the sprite turned black instead of transparent. Oh, interesting. I did not have that happen. Um, so there's, there's a point in the game where Nelson goes to like a, um, a, a moon dream. You know, those moon dreams you have sometimes <laughs> he goes to a Who moon could forget? dream. And, uh, for me, the entire screen except his face was completely black. And I was like, Ooh, what? Wow. What a mysterious thing. And then I realized, <laughs> Oh, it's just a glitch. It's just, it's just it messing just up. messed up. Um, so I had to close the game and then come back and then there was stuff there (laughs) and I was like, oh, okay, this is, that's, that's less of an art thing than I thought. It's just, (laughs) it's just broken. Um, I do think it's kind of a neat visual just having, uh, Nelson floating out in space. It's like, oh. Not even his body, just his, just his face. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that was a cool visual. That was sort of the representation of him accepting his insanity yeah yeah cool game (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i I do agree that it's not as good as the first but i i still had a good enough time yeah i i had a i am not upset that i spent the time playing the game maybe maybe this if this were a whole season maybe this just would have been the moai better blues of puzzle agent if this was a whole season i bet it would end Right before the FBI comes to town. Uh-huh. Uh, and then so you... that would be the setup for, like, the next season? No, I mean, like, there's three more episodes until you get to the oh, end you... of this oh, Scoggins you, you arc. you mean this episode would be the end. 
See, no. I, I, I was thinking of like, uh, uh, like, like this would just be the second episode of the season, and then the third one would be like Bermuda or something. No, because because what was going to be episodes two, three, four, and five all got pushed together into this. So uh. what it what this episode would have been if, um, if the 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 whole story was told over a season is just one small part of what actually happened in this game over a longer period of time. Uh, I which I wonder what would have happened, like how it would have been paced out if uh, the original plan went through. Um, yeah, I, I have to imagine that the pacing would be better because there's a point in this game where it goes from pretty much the same pacing as the first episode to all of a sudden you need to track down astronauts and um like meet a kid a mat and break a, a space machine all in the span <laughs> of like 10 minutes yeah and uh that stuff is that should be its own episode that right there that's that's a lot of stuff real fast and yeah, none of it, it gets to breathe yeah it's kind of a shame yeah, but but um, I enjoyed my time in Scoggins for what it was. Yes, I I think that uh, the the things that the first game did with the aesthetics of the Grickle comics and the the time that you spend in Scoggins just being a, a cool place is totally also here in the second game, uh, yeah. if not more so. It's it's real great. It's it's good stuff. Yeah, I, th- I think that's what carries it for me, even if uh, the ending is rushed and not that satisfying. Uh, so, it, it sucks, but it is what it is. Dustin, do you want to talk about your weekly guy? Segments! Oh, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> that's my surprise our, way of breaking segment. into segments. Well, here's the thing, Mitch. I feel like my weekly guy isn't going to change from last week, but I did pick a second weekly guy because okay. no one else can compare. Okay. Uh, my second weekly guy is Jim. So Jim Ingram, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's mine as well. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, he's my he's weekly so guy good. for sure. He's, he's very likable. He, he, he wants to uh, be a helpful presence to uh, Nelson Tethers. And I love that he works. His department is vegetable crimes. Well, yeah, his department within Vegetable Crimes, even more specifically, is Roots and Tubers. <laughs> so all of the turnips and potato-based crimes. <laughs> I love that. I, I love that he's just, uh, he's he's very likable. Yeah, he's great. Uh, we, we didn't talk about him yet, but he is a guy at the FBI who works at, at some other department vegetable crimes from uh nelson tethers but he comes down to nelson tethers office and he's generally a pretty good friend of nelson's uh and he's very interested in puzzles but only uh, recreationally so nelson says you know what i'm gonna take my vacation time and go back to scoggins and and figure out the things that were loose threads the first time i went there um but jim would you stay here and like transcribe my uh notes on cassette tapes into evidence for the fbi and jim ingram is like your right hand man the whole time he's super down to do it even though it's a it sounds like a bad job 
Yeah, he says, uh, oh boy, you got it. Yeah, and, and he's he's terrible at puzzles, but just likes them from, I guess, an aesthetic <laughs> viewpoint. He just likes puzzles. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, Dustin, are you uh, all right? Yeah, I, I feel like if I laugh, I start coughing. But uh, don't worry, Mitch, I'm, I'm almost done with this cold. Um, I want to be your Jim Ingram until you're all better, Dustin. Wow, thanks. Will you, will you uh, organize these tapes for me? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? That's probably the only thing I can't do. Yeah. Well, I am actually going to edit your audio for this episode, so thanks. I guess literally I will, yes. <laughs> um, who's your unweekly guy? You know what? My unweekly guy this week is weird because I like the character. I wrote down Sheriff Bog. Because, yeah. like, it, it kind of feels like they want to do something with him, but he just kind of he just kind of disappears halfway through the episode and doesn't do anything. It, it kind of feels like he's kind of warming up to helping you. You know, he gives you the uh, files on the missing people uh, in his office. Uh, he, he seems more on board to help you out, but then he doesn't do anything he doesn't show up yeah. anymore after that and and so it's he's it's he's not my unweekly guy because i don't like him it's because i do like him and wanted more and they didn't give it to me so in the first episode the people of scoggins like the the old timers of the town are designed to look like they're hiding something and that's how that episode ends so you just think that's true and then in this episode it turns out they really don't know anything <laughs> and it's the FBI that's hiding stuff because they're trying to defend NASA because what NASA was doing was was terrible. Um so like yeah, what was Sheriff Bog doing trying to shoot you in the first game? Like what was up with that? What was any of that? Uh, yeah. And they they just drop it. They just don't come back to it yeah he just doesn't really have a role in this episode other than that one instance yeah which is too bad i I feel like they could have really built him up to be a bigger presence in the story but uh that's showbiz you know my unweekly guy and i don't think you'll like this i don't think you'll like my unweekly guy oh no it's the kid i'm at oh no (laughs) <laughs> I don't Why? like the Kidimet because um so okay so first off <laughs> the the mystery of Scoggins is there's a kidnapping that's like ground zero then you uh. find out the gnomes did it <laughs> but then you find out the gnomes have this war with astronauts in the woods and then you find out there were no gnomes at all. And then you find out that the FBI that you work for has been covering up the astronauts. And then you find out there's a kid in that. And it's not <laughs> part of anything. And that's the person who saves the day at the end of the day. And it's, I Yeah, it's kind like... of a non sequitur that doesn't really work for this kind of story. Yeah, it kind of comes out of left field. I mean, there is build up with, uh, you know, you were talking about it earlier in the story with uh, what's her name? Melkorka? Uh, Melkorka Titerdilter. Yeah. <laughs> you, so that kind of foreshadows it, but that doesn't have any connection to like the the NASA stuff. 
Yeah, it's foreshadowed in that someone said, wouldn't it be weird if there was a kid in that? And then there was. But it's not like... It doesn't tie into the rest of the story at all. Yeah, foreshadowing on its own is not narratively interesting. It's just the order things happen. Yeah. didn't You said earlier that that could have been like its own story, right? Like that could have been... You could have had a story about the Kitimet, and that could have been interesting instead of having to force it into this one. Yeah, and and I, I bet that if there's a listener out there who's who's played the game before they listen to this podcast and, and they they like the Kitimet, I, I would wager that the reason they like it, I don't want to put words in their mouth, this hypothetical person, um, but I would wager a reason to like it is that um, it's sort of poking fun at the idea of conspiracies where the actual thing that is really happening is, is something that no one's even paying attention to. And, and the thing that everyone gets wrapped up in is, is mostly a, a smokescreen. But I would also say, what are you saying with that? Like, what's the, what's <laughs> the point of that? What, mm-hmm. what do you get done when you say that? And, uh, See, I don't know. I like it. I like the Kinemet just because I like Bigfoots in anything. <laughs> okay, that's fair too. I like Bigfoots. I should have thought about that before I said my weekly guy was the Kinemet. No, I, I agree that it doesn't really tie into anything, but I, I just let it slide just because I like Bigfoots. Sure. Uh... <laughs> Remember in Sam and Max Hit the Road? It was all about Bigfoots. It was all about Bigfoots. You know, Telltale's taken Bigfoots a long way. <laughs> that's true put that on my grave mitchell wolf once said telltale's taken bigfoot's a long way and now he's dead <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a pretty good grave it was um, his faith in bigfoot that killed him so the kinemat itself is my unweekly guy but i'm not gonna throw it completely under the bus here because my golden moment is melkorka's like crazed monologue about the kinemat i like that <laughs> so that it still like. ties into something you like it, it's less about the kinemat itself yeah, and yeah. more just the execution of it right i i i really liked anytime anyone starts a conversation with everyone knows kennedy faked the space race i'm like on <laughs> i'm definitely on board of course great that's a that's she, she would have made for say. a good weekly guy too but Jim just really, really brought it. I think saying that the moon landing is faked is old school. Saying that the whole space race is faked, is, it's inspired. <laughs> That's a new idea to me. <laughs> like you faked Ooh. Russia, the whole of Russia? Also? <laughs> Wild. What a theory. Um, what is your golden moment? My golden moment? That one you said is a pretty good one, but my favorite is when... Uh, Nelson's trying to talk to director Jennings in the, uh, in the, uh, diner and he's just slurping his milkshake so loudly over him trying to talk. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. The whole too. time. And he, and he just keeps the same expression the entire time. Yeah. Oh. I, I couldn't tell exactly if that was supposed to imply that Jennings is purposefully doing that in order to get Nelson to stop talking or he just really likes the milkshake and that's just what is happening. He's just drinking a milkshake and that's the way that he drinks. 
It can go either way, but I I, I kind of like to lean towards that one because okay. I I feel like he could have had him shut up a, a any other way that would have had better results. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, here's the thing, Dustin. Mm-hmm. We're only yeah. at the forty five minute mark. Wow, forty five minutes already. I feel done. Yeah, there really isn't that much else to say about it since it it does kind of it it does just feel like a continuation of the first one so we we've what else is there to really say that we didn't already say about it in the first episode um well every time (laughs) you attempt a puzzle in this episode it costs ninety seven thousand eight hundred sixty four dollars and ten cents rather than something in the uh seventy thousand range so it's more expensive. More. <laughs> the um, times they are a-changing. So I guess there's that. <laughs> I guess there's that to say. Um, I did notice that I was looking at the Metacritic reviews for both Puzzle Agent 1 and 2, and neither one really scores that high. Yeah, I, I'm... Like, they're they're all... I think the highest one is like a 70 on on the dot and most of them are like mid 60s i've made it a point to say that i think that pretty much all game reviews before the year 2011 are from a different reality um (laughs) they don't really make sense to me they they don't track with how we currently talk about games Mm -hmm. Uh, and this is right on the cusp this is in 2011 so maybe this is still part of the old school way of reviewing games that i really just don't understand um yeah, I feel like even even with its flaws, I would have placed it a little higher. Yeah, like it, the the first one for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were some things that used to be praised in in reviews back in the day, um, or criticized back in the day that just aren't anymore. Like it would have been a criticism back in the day to say that the the game is very short, whereas today that's great. That's awesome. You're succinct, and you didn't have anything else to say, so you just stopped. How respectful of you! That's Especially for the price. It's yeah. it's not like it's not like it's considered like a twenty twenty five dollar game. It wasn't it just like a a few bucks. Uh, I would say what you get here for like a few dollars. I I don't remember what it launched at, but yeah, uh, I don't either. I bet it was ten dollars or fifteen dollars. Maybe because I because now you can get it on Steam for like two. Right, it definitely wasn't that cheap at the time. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I would mean, need it, to look it wasn't into a full it, AAA but... price. Yeah, um, I would say what you get here, especially for two dollars nowadays, is very good value. Um, Dustin. Yes, Mitch. I'd like to talk about what we're gonna play next. Okay, but, lay it on me. Well, Spill but first, guts. where can people find you? You know what? People can find me if they look hard enough. You know, if they solve the puzzles, they will find me on Twitter at AmazingDJDustin or my art Twitter at DustinDoodles. I've uh, realized that through like more than half of the Strong Bad episodes, I forgot to do this part and I apologize. No, it's fine. I didn't bring it up since I figured, uh, you know, we say it in almost every episode anyway. Well, it, it in literally every episode, I definitely put it in the show notes, so it's there. 
so people, <laughs> that's all that really if they matters. Read the the comments I put on the episodes; they can find it there. But I I, I wanted I want to do solid by my man Dustin. Oh, stop, Mitch! This is what this is what puts you in the golden tier. This is what puts you in the in the top package. Uh, so your your Twitter handle again, Dustin. What's what's that? Amazing DJ Dustin, and then I have another Twitter where I, that's just specifically my artwork called Dustin Doodles. Dustin uh, Doodles is a good Twitter to follow because it has good art. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, but where can people find you? Now that I think about it, uh, you should tell people where they should find you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter as well at the Wolf FM. I haven't been tweeting very much lately because i've gotten way wrapped up in the dlc for outer wilds uh which is just excellent and it's one of those things that makes me think oh man i should have done a podcast about that but it wouldn't make sense to do because there's only been one release of it so isn't that just the way like i've told you i wanted to start a podcast talking about rare games but then a while back i was like I was playing Crash 4, I think, and I was like, oh, well, I really want to talk about Crash Bandicoot, but I have to do this stupid Rare podcast. Why don't I just do a <laughs> podcast where I talk about video games in general? Yeah. Uh, but I don't have a whole lot of time. one of those and threw it away to do this? <laughs> <laughs> you decided, you know what? Video games are great, but what's really great is specifically Telltale games. Yeah. <laughs> Why... <laughs> I could have just gone back to the Super Jump podcast. That show is all right. I, I can talk about literally every game, but then I'm like, Mm-mm, let's make Mitch, it hard. The thing is, it'll always be there, and you can, if you if you're feeling that itch, you could do that after telling the tale. Well, same for you and your rare podcast that I've yet to hear. Yeah, that I've had yet to do because I haven't had the time. Uh, so Dustin, yes, the next game we're gonna play. Would you like to tell the audience? You know what, Mitch? I would love to tell the audience because I have been waiting for this day my entire life since the last time I played it. Uh, Next up on Telling the Tale, we are going to be playing Salmon Max Season 3, The Devil's Playhouse. Yep. Uh, we went right from Season 1 to Season 2 and then we kind of fooled around with some other stuff making it look like, oh, maybe we're going to take a break. Not that much of a break. We're going right in, and we're just going to finish Sam and Max right here, right now. Yeah, how do you like that? Uh, so we're going to do uh, The Devil's Playhouse. What's episode one of The Devil's Playhouse called? Uh, is it The Penal Zone? Yes, it is. I'm glad you remembered it. I remember that. I threw it to you like I knew it, but I didn't. Yeah, I... <laughs> That's what I thought as soon as you asked. I was like, oh, shit. I hope it's the penal zone. <laughs> <laughs> it is, in fact, the penal zone, uh, which is a great name for anything. Uh, so we'll be playing that next time you hear the episode. If you want a notification of some sort when that episode comes out, well, boy, howdy, has the internet really figured that out for you. You see, you can <laughs> subscribe to podcasts. You can subscribe to them on Spotify, on Podbean, on Apple Podcasts. On uh, if you still got an iTunes that you haven't updated, so it still says iTunes Podcasts rather than Apple Podcasts, 
you can do it there. If you do Google Podcasts, I'm pretty sure we're there, actually. I'm, eh, eh, don't do that one. Do it. Do the other <laughs> ones. Um, we're on pretty much everything that does podcasts. You subscribe to us. You write a review. If you write a review and then also message me somewhere and tell me that you did it so I know where it is to look for, um, we'll read your review on the show because we're just I'm those interested. kinds of guys. I haven't read any reviews if we've gotten any. Mm. So <laughs> yeah, we haven't. <laughs> cool. Uh, I'm, I'm but, glad I'm up to date then. Yeah. Um, well, actually, I can't say that for sure because we're on so many weird pod catching apps, um, and some of them have bot reviews, and some of them I don't know about because that's it's weird. You can put something out there on the internet, and it gets to places that I literally had no idea existed and didn't do it it just automatically is there technology is great technology is great it makes you so much more prolific as a creator than you think that you are yeah like in the jetsons uh but if you subscribe you'll get a notification when we come out with our first episode of sam and max the devil's playhouse the penal zone which i'm extremely excited to get into we've talked about it a bit on the show before but um, for my money, from what I remember, based of the ones I've played, and I haven't played all Telltale games, uh, but I played a lot of them, Sam and Max, The Devil's Playhouse, is, I think, the best one. The best Telltale? The best Telltale game. Uh, and we're, we're doing it. We're, we're not saving it or anything. We might have a, a top-heavy show. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Well, we, I mean, we haven't done any of The Walking Dead. We haven't done Wolf Among Us. We haven't done Batman. People like those, too. Monkey Island is the one I'm most looking forward to getting back. Because for my money, that has always been my favorite. But uh, maybe it won't be my favorite anymore. Maybe it'll be by far my favorite. Because I only played it the one time. Yeah. I, I loved it, and I only played it the once. And I don't know why I never jumped back into it. I guess it's just because I'm not... Honestly, I'm not that big a PC gamer. I, I've i been playing more games on PC lately just for this show, but I'm more of a console guy. Yeah, from what I remember, I also really, really like Tales of Monkey Island. I'd put it probably top three or four Telltale seasons ever. Um, but Devil's Playhouse was my favorite, uh, and I, I don't know how that'll hold up either because I, I haven't really replayed it since... It came out either because just, you know, replaying a whole season of games, that's a hard sell. I'm not going to just do that. Um, I, I I have a pretty good, I, I feel pretty good about it considering uh, I hadn't played seasons one and two of Sam and Max in a long time either. And I ended up liking both of those more than I remembered liking them. And, and I already remembered liking season three a lot. So maybe I'll like it even more than I did. Well, with that all said... I'll see you later. Thanks for listening. Hey, goodbye.